Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I'm the co-host with Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And we are talking today with Bill Rattray and Steve Young. And they are the uh, kids guys over at uh, Southeast Christian at the prospective campuses, Blankenbaker for Steve. And then uh, Bill's over at the Oldham campus. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what church. Everybody, what we're talking about today is universal. It doesn't matter if you go to church or which church you go to that... Uh, there are roles that are played, and <clears throat> we're talking today about what's we. The last segment we were talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, the roles of uh, what the church's role is in regards to, uh, or sometimes the perceived role. But now we're going to talk a little bit more about what some of the roles are as parents. So you know, I, I love that illustration you guys give that you know, if you put forty marbles in one jar, and that that that's about forty hours of of what you get for the average kid that comes into your ministry. And, and there's a, another huge jar of 3,000 marbles, and that's the hours in a year's time of what moms and dads have the opportunity to pour into their kids. And so what we want to talk about is you, you see kids coming in every week, and some kids, you know, moms and dads are, are just doing a, a phenomenal job, and then some dads and moms are just dropping their kids off. They're doing minimal stuff with their kids in spiritual formation, spiritual growth kinds of things. Um, and in one sense, your heart has has got to be breaking when you see a kid, you know he's he's getting very little or, or, or if anything at home. What 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 happens to him? You know, I mean, what you'd like to see happen in him, but really the chances of that significant stuff happening in your children's ministry world on Sunday morning is probably not going to happen because of what's lacking at home. Talk about that just a little bit. Well, I think in the cases where maybe there's not as much intentional uh, spiritual nurture in the home, it's not because the parents don't want that for their child. Mm. Of course they want that, just like they want their child to have a good education and, and to succeed in life. If they're at least in the church, they want their kids to grow spiritually. They've taken at least the first step. It just may be that them uh, themselves as parents, they're brand new to this thing called uh, the church or Christianity or Jesus. And so they might just be a half a step in front of their kids. Mm. Or maybe they want it, they just don't know how. It's never been modeled for them. No one's ever shown them how this can really be applied in a very simple way in the home. So my encouragement to parents who maybe are new to to Christianity um, would just be to take that next step with your child. It might be as simple as just opening the, the scriptures at night for a few minutes. I mean, just keep it simple, you know, mm-hmm. at bedtime. And just reading that story with, with your child, there's great, great power in just sharing that moment. Uh, and then closing with a simple prayer. It's not rocket science. It's not you don't have to be the Billy Graham of, you know, dads <laughs> to do this thing. Anybody can do it. Anybody can. You know, I think of um, I think of my story a little bit. And kind of when you were talking, Kurt, there about kids who uh, don't have this great model at home. And that's my story. I mean, I grew up in a home of loving parents who very moralistic and taught me great values. But uh, we weren't a Christ centered home. We didn't attend church. Uh, there was one year that we did, 
and I can remember very little about that year, but I do remember the church was a place that was full of love. And then about twice a year, I'd attend church with my grandparents. And so that was my spiritual uh, formation when I was under 12 years old, was just this very occasional thing in church. But I see that even in those moments, there was still power in the gospel message that was presented Mm. and the loving people. And so I know there's folks listening right now who don't have young kids in the home. I mean, let me remind everybody that uh, all of us have a responsibility to raise this generation. And so there are kids in church every single weekend who, for one reason or another, aren't in a Christ-filled, Christ-centered home. And uh, that's what the church gets to be. We get to be the hands and feet of Jesus to whatever kid walks in our doors. That's a beautiful thing. Steve, I'd kind of forgotten your story and the power thereof of, you know, just, just a little bit of the truth of the gospel and it penetrates our hearts and uh, we can never underestimate mm-hmm. the power of, of Christ and what he wants to do in our kids' lives. That's right. Talk with us about um, the moms and dads, uh, kids that come in and have kind of an advantage because of what's going on at home. What, what, what do you see are the practices and the things that moms and dads can continue to, as they're listening, can build on? Um, because of what you see in these kids' lives who are really, really growing. Sure. I, just from a, first of all, a fundamental truth, I think, that I'd love, uh, that I've been just really in the last six months has been powerful for me is that kids are people too. All right. Like you are not less of a human because you're eight years old. You're, mm. you're a full person at conception. Right. And so as soon as we start treating children as less than complete, uh, then I think we get ourselves in a, in a tough way. So I, what I would encourage moms and dads to do is what are, what are the things you want your child to be and help them be that now? Don't, you know, we do have to focus and we hope that we grow them into something even more. But man, if, if we want a Christ-centered child, a prayer-focused child, a child who's in the word, as an adult, we, we can get them to a degree of that now. Does that make sense? Absolutely, kind of track yeah. where I'm going with that? Uh, just that I love this picture that kids are people. You know, I think... Um, with my own story, my dad came to Christ when I was probably 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. And research will tell us that mm-hmm. kids are actually more impacted by what our parents model for us, even the, more so than what they do with us. So I can take you to my uh, kitchen where I grew up and the little island in the kitchen. And every single night, I can see the, the box of cereal that my dad set out and the bowl and the spoon. But also next to his cereal bowl, every single night, he would set out his Bible and his devotional journal. He wasn't doing that to say, hey, look, son, you need to be spending time in the Word. He was just investing in himself. And that was lived out before me. And I didn't uh, begin to adopt that in my own life until later in life, uh, which is usually the case. But it's just what we model, and not perfectly. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. And I I say 80% is an A. 60% is better than 0%, you know, uh, of just living that daily life imperfectly, before our kids and with our spouses as well if we're married. I have a friend who decided when his son was eight months old that he was going to really get serious about praying with his kid. Eight months old. And he was just going to pray with his kid every night at bed. And within one month, the kid was nine months old. They walked into his room at nap time and he saw mom and dad walk in and the nine month old bowed his head and folded his hands because of what had been modeled and what had been set as just the norm for a baby. 
Uh, do you think mm. the power and potential of impacting yeah. a kid? That's, you know? that's powerful. Uh, you know, when, when I think about the potential that we have to pour into our kids and to and make, I mean, these are, these are game-changing moments in their lives. I, I, I'd forgotten that your dad didn't come to Christ until you were, you know, what did you say, 9, 10, 11 Somewhere years old? Somewhere in there, yeah. And, that, and that's when he started to really himself grow how impacting that was for you. Yes. And I don't think he really had a lot of role models in his life at that time to say, okay, here's how you can be a, a spiritual father to your children. I think he was just kind of trying to figure it out himself. But still, I think I personally am bearing the fruit of what God was doing in his life in that time. Here, I'm, uh, I know every time I really wrestle with how am I doing as a dad, I get overwhelmed with how I'm not doing as a dad. Yeah. Like all the guilt of, oh, yes. I didn't open the word today with my kids, or yes. man, I really blew it with my emotions today, or whatever it might be. Uh, and you know, a lot of times it's about healthy habits and it's about capturing every moment. And I know Kurt, you and I have talked, I know Bill, you and I have talked about Deuteronomy six. I love the picture of when God instructs in Deuteronomy chapter six, instructs the nation of Israel to impress his commands on the children. The way he tells them to go about that is not to start a new program. It's not to carve out some special time in the day where we're going to have the family. He says, as you walk along the road, (laughs) when you lie down, when you get up, when you go about your day, impress God's commands on your kids. So it's just, hey, you're already taking the kids to school, pray with them on the way. Or you're already sitting down with them at bed, read them a quick Bible story alongside whatever you might be doing. So it's, I think for moms and dads out there, let's not be, uh, let's not overinflate this into something that, like you said, the Billy Graham has to do. These are relatively simple things that we can just take prayerfully one day at a time. You know, I know that uh, when, when our kids were younger, we were, we just, we tried to create a culture of prayer mm-hmm. and it was just, you know, jump in the car we're going to pray. And uh, when we go to bed, we're going to pray. And when we get up in the morning, we're going to pray. We're going to pray at mealtime. And it's that Deuteronomy 6 thing. It's not like we have to do some great, enormous thing. It's just the everyday little practices that make a huge, huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know a, a practice we have been intentional about in my family is trying to set aside a weekly Sabbath family day. And especially when our kids are young, we do take a small window of time where we're in the word or prayer together. It's messy. Sometimes there's fighting, you know, it's not, you your know. kids fight, Bill, <laughs> you're a children's pastor and your kids fight. Uh, what day is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we're trying to just set that in place. And again, it's 80% is an A. It's not every single week, but it's, it's more weeks than not. And I think long term, that's going to build something into our kids that hopefully will pay dividends for years. Mm. That's good stuff. We've got to take a break right now. We'll take a break and we're going to come back in the next segment. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how do we, you know, take put all these pieces of the puzzle together to partner up parents and churches and, and kind of help raise up our children and point them in the right direction. So we're going to take a break. We want to thank our sponsors, Carol Rogers, Carpet One and Ellen and Credit Union for sponsoring the show. And uh, we will take a break and come back with Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our final segment of Solid Steps Radio. We're talking with a couple children's ministers today and talking about how the church and how parents can partner up today. And if you want to hear this entire episode in its entirety, you can go to Facebook. You can go to SoundCloud, you can go to iTunes, type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear that. Uh, also on the furtherstillministries.org, 
furtherstillministries.org is the Further Still Ministries website. You can go there. And uh, we're having a free men's event on November the 3rd. So if you want to have more info on that, you can go to our Facebook page. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the kiddos. So, you know, Stephen and uh, Bill, we, we were talking about how do we, how do we partner. And, and I mentioned Orange. And uh, our listeners, maybe in the first uh, second segment, you know, like, what, what's he talking about? Steve, talk about yeah, that, yeah. that whole principle. So, and again, we've talked about this before, but uh, red and yellow make orange, right? <laughs> I learned that somewhere along the way in my life. I'm a smart man. Uh, the picture, and uh, this comes out of, uh, out of a church in Atlanta that kind of came up with this picture, but it's the idea that yellow represents um, the church. It's a city on a hill. It's the bright light uh, that shines God's truth. Red kind of represents the love and unconditional warmth of the home. And sometimes we can see these as opposites, that it's church against home and it's what we do at home or what we do at church. But really the truth is what we want to be as a church and what I think God calls us in the word to be is two combined influence. It's the church and the home coming together, making this new thing called orange. And so what we wrestle with when Bill and I talk ministry day in day is how can we be more orange? How can we be not about what we do on church on the weekend or not about what we do at home, but what do we do together? How can we combine our influences? And I think there's two real practical ways we can do that. Number one, learn what your kids are learning. Uh, so wherever you go to church, if if they're talking about Moses during that month, find out what they're talking about and then just read the story of Moses at home. Keep it simple. And your children's Bible. Uh, most churches are going to have a monthly memory verse. Write that verse on your fridge. Put it on the chalkboard on the wall in your kitchen and just say that verse and and turn it into prayer every week. Just, I mean, simple things like that. Learn what your kids are learning. And number two, get to know the people who are influencing the lives of your children at church. Uh, we have weekly small group leaders. Invite them out for dinner. You know, meet them at the park. Take them for coffee. These are people who are freely giving up their time to impact your child. Get to know them and encourage them, support them. Uh, because when your child gets into middle school and high school, they're going to look less and less to you as an influence in, the, in their lives and to other adults. So as a, as a church, we want to strategically position adults in the life of your child that you can know and trust. So get to know them while they're young. So when they're older, you feel more comfortable with uh, your child looking more to them than they are to you. You know, I think, too, as you talk about getting to know them, there's a place for feedback in that. Uh, I was uh, at a doctor's appointment not that long, long ago with my daughter, and we had some questions about the treatment she was getting. And we leaned in a little bit and asked some questions and called somebody and felt like we were being really annoying parents. Like that parent that's, are you doing the right thing for my daughter? Well, the truth was the right thing wasn't being done. And the right thing was done after we reached out and fixed things. And one of the nurses pulled me aside afterwards and said, thank you for caring. And I thought she was going to pull me aside and say, how dare you question what we're trying to do? And she said, thank you for caring. And the truth is, on the weekend, I hear a lot of complaints from parents. They're like, why did you do that? Or what are you doing here? I embrace that. Like, we are a partner. Mm -hmm. We want to work together. And so as you get to know those that work with your kids, it's a great chance to make sure you're on the same page. And if you're not, to get on the same page. Because if we're not on the same page, we're confusing our kids. So, Wow, that's, yeah, that's, that's powerful. Uh, yeah, many times we can think it's, it's either or, that we, it's just, just at home or just at church, but it's really the both and. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. It's the both and. Bill, during the break, you talked about how... Um, God the Father and the view and the perspective. Talk about that just a little bit. You know, I think all of us obviously have fathers. Uh, and there's a whole spectrum of earthly fathers, anywhere from amazing to completely absent. 
And no matter where our earthly fathers are on that perspective, uh, that's going to color our view of who the heavenly father is. And so Jesus came to reveal the father. You know, uh, Philip said, show us the father. And, and Jesus said, look, no one comes to the father except through me. And so my prayer as an earthly father myself is number one, help me to see the father, what he looks like, regardless of the picture that our earthly fathers have painted good or bad. It's an incomplete picture of who God is as a father because mm-hmm. we're in a fallen world. I want to see a more accurate picture of the father's heart. And then I just prayed this prayer one day and it just started to change how I parent my own children. God, how are you fathering my child right now when they're seven years old? Like my child loves to play soccer as a father in heaven do you just take delight in that? Hmm. This little guy who just likes to play soccer, you know, and hmm. just to begin to ask really the Holy Spirit to transform our own hearts as we come to discover who God is as a, as a heavenly father. And that through that transformation, I think we can be transformed uh, in how we parent our own children and seeing how he is parenting them as a heavenly father. That's good perspective. Steve, any thoughts? I like Mexican food. <laughs> Dude, you about exhausted my thoughts today. But uh, no, I just I really uh, value my brother, Bill, value you guys. Uh, fathering uh, is not an easy task. And no, that's not. something that is revealed to me every day is I fail miserably every day mm-hmm. as a dad. Uh, and Bill, you talked about the Heavenly Father and how he parents. One of the things he does best is called grace. And mm-hmm. every day he shows me grace. Every day... He shows me a chance to extend grace to my kids. And, uh, man, I just want to encourage dads listening that uh, Bill said 80% is an A. You know what? But uh, whatever percentage you reach, you can trust your Heavenly Father is there. He's He's working in you and through you. He's going to help up your percentage, but he's there to fill in the gaps too. And so don't beat yourself up when you fail as a dad. Uh, we got a great Father who's there to guide us and encourage us. And ultimately, he's the one who changes hearts. Yeah, the, the- the Bible says that he is our help mm-hmm. and, he, and he fills in our, the gaps. That's right. Yeah, I think a lot of us carry dad guilt. Mm-hmm. And it's, it just weighs us down. And Jesus says, look, take my yoke, my burden. And I think we just need to learn how to release that. And that's not from him, you know. I don't think he's condemning us or or guilt tripping us. I think we do that to ourselves or we get beat up by the enemy. Yeah. Uh, You're you're a failure. Lose these fiery darts that come at us. And the reality is it's not perfect parenting. My wife and I are going through a really powerful course right now called spiritual parenting. And one of the foundational principles is number one, it's not perfect parenting. Number two, we can't control our children's behavior. Only the Holy Spirit can transform their hearts. We as parents need to help put them in a place where the Holy Spirit can can transform their hearts as he transforms our hearts. Mm. And just enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't look at your two-year-old who's crawling and saying, why aren't you running? (laughs) Why aren't you running a marathon yet? You, You look at them learning to walk and you just take delight in them and you help them up as they're learning to walk. It's the same for us as dads. Mm-hmm. We're learning. 
and that's okay. And God, God is 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 very much like that with us. Yeah. You know, we're 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 maybe in our in our fatherhood world, we're we're kind of just crawling. We're we can't even hardly walk by ourselves. But God is cheering us on. God is for us. God is with us. And he wants to be our guide. He wants to be our, our shepherd. And we just need to reach out to him and say, Lord, be my helper. And I think th- there's an important distinction between a rebellious heart and a repentant heart. Mm. God is not in favor of a rebellious heart. But he does uh, take delight, I think, in a repentant heart where it's, God, I messed up again. Will you help me? Mm. I'm declaring war on this issue my life. That's very, very different heart posture than, no thanks, God, I don't I don't want to do it your way. I'm going to be the prodigal, and I'm going to go off to a foreign country. Now, the Father's still waiting for that prodigal to return, of course. But for the repentant heart, I think of Psalm 103, it says he's mindful of our frame. Mm, he good. remembers that we're dust. He knows. He he knows that we're weak. Yeah. That is good stuff, guys. And uh, our time is up. I can't believe it. It just flies by. But uh, Stephen, Bill, it's great to have you with you. Thanks for your heart. Thanks for your passion for kids, that kids would get it and, and live it and live out the gospel and love Jesus and walk with him. Thanks for your commitment. And I uh, just really appreciate you guys coming in today. I'm going to ask you to pray. Bill, would you, would you just start out and, and just pray real quickly for our dads? And Steve, you close up. And um, we'll just ask for God's help. So, God, we thank you that you are a good, good father. Um, that you are perfect, God, in all of your ways, regardless of the picture that our own earthly fathers may have painted. And I just pray that your light would show us more and more uh, today and every day of who you are as our father. Mm. Father, we are not worthy. Uh, look at our kids and sometimes wonder, how in the world did you... Uh, choose me with this great burden because I'm not able. Uh, But God, for all the guys listening right now, I pray that you would remind them that we are not, God, we are desperate, uh, but you are. And uh, in our weakness, you're made strong. So God, would you just allow us to be weak uh, and recognize our weakness with that repentant heart? And God, we trust you to step into our families and to show us how we can be the best dads we can be. Uh, God, we love you and we trust you and we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Mm, amen. amen. Thanks, guys. Amen. And uh, for all you listening, again, if you want to hear this show in its entirety, go to our Facebook page, SoundCloud, iTunes, type in Solid Steps Radio. You can hear every minute of this actually commercial-free thanks to our sponsors, Carol Rogers, Carpet One, and LNN Credit Union. And rem- just as a reminder, November the 3rd is our men's event. It's free. Free Chick-fil-A. Free taping of a live show and a free Q&A panel with Kurt and a couple other guys. We're going to have a good time. That's a guy's night out. So take this show and pass this along to someone else. And oh, by the way, if someone is in ministry that you know, your children's minister or someone you know, thank them. Mm. Buy them some lunch. Buy them a cup of coffee. Stay, take 60 seconds and pray with them while you're with them and say thank you for pouring into my kids. Because I can tell you, as, a, as an adult... Father, I appreciate these guys pouring into my kids when the opportunity presents itself because I can't do it by myself. So, all right. Thank you all for listening, and thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.